Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While some say he's on a journey. It's the journey. And here's your host, David Hackett. Hi everyone, another journey. And uh, today we're joining the journey with uh, Interest Empath with a history of being depressed and suicidal. They came to a point where they had to choose between life and death. Today, our guest shares their journey, experiences and embodied wisdom from their art. With nearly 30 years of experience in traditional Western and Eastern holistic disciplines, they work as a spiritual healer, international author, read of the Akashic, I believe that is, records and yoga teacher therapist, takes them around the globe, and they have worked with men and women of different ages from all fields of life. And we will talk about their work as we go along. But we welcome to the journey, Eureka Carlson. Hi, David. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No worries. So, it's welcome. And it's we start off about being an empath because obviously, being an empathic person takes a lot. And I've only met a few myself, and I believe it's a true skill. But what made you realize fully that you was an empath? That is a good question. Thank you. So, um, wow, <laughs> it's been a long journey and so many decades. I, I didn't know about it. I never heard about it. I didn't know that I was one. But over my own sort of rehabilitation coming back into more alignment after my depression and being suicidal and burnt out so when I came back more to my heart and after a lot of you know clearings and transformations transmutations facing all my fears etc one day I I saw a link uh, on um, I think it was Facebook and I followed the link because it resonated with me and I ended up reading about empaths and empaths are not quite the same as highly sensitive person because I'm both a highly sensitive person but I'm also an empath and highly sensitive person or people are feeling empathy for others as an empath you feel what everybody else is feeling mm. so it's like you are this huge antenna that is sort of receiving all kinds of transmissions every day 24 7 and for me I didn't know that I that I was an empath and I didn't know that I, what my strong feelings that maybe not all of them were mine to begin with that I was sort of like an antenna and attra attracting all kinds of feelings from people everywhere you know in school when I went on the tube and everything and I was always exhausted and so when I read about being an empath then it was like wow now now I know what it means and now I know that I am one actually it's like these films that you see uh, like x-men when they all have different gifts and and being an empath is one gift because once you learn how to manage it and once you you learn that it's a gift but first it might have been a challenge which is a gift in disguise so for me there was many 
decades of challenges uh, <laughs> facing you know the world and the way the world is today before I realized that I need sort of I don't have the filters like most people have like everything is just coming straight to me so I really need to sort of choose and manage my energy according to where I am and who yeah. I'm spending time with because I can imagine you said about having no filter it is like loads of things running or coming straight at you at such a speed that is so powerful and you can't control half the time I assume I know maybe nowadays it is easier to understand and you can control it more but back in the early days it was like boom and you couldn't stop it Exactly. And also I'm from a culture, I'm from Sweden, so where we don't show strong emotions. I think UK also is that kind of country that we are keeping it suppressed or in the illusion that we are controlling. We are not supposed to feel too much. We're not supposed to be too happy, too successful, too sad, too angry, etc. So all these strong emotions are suppressed and stored within the body. So when I was younger, you know. I also blame myself a lot. I felt really, I always felt like I didn't belong here and I, I wanted to go home to my sort of home planet, my home star. And and uh, so I had to really adapt more than most people to the society that I'm living in uh, to be very conform and to be very adaptive. And it takes a lot of energy to suppress all kinds of strong emotions, whether it's joy, happiness, or if you're sad or angry. So it takes a lot of emotions to keep the emotions suppressed. So I was always so tired and exhausted, and I, and I never knew why until I came across this link, which really resonated with me. Mm. So talking, and I don't want to upset you and trigger in any way, but depression and wanting to commit suicide, was that a point where things happened all at once in your life or was it just things that accumulated? It was accumulating for sure. As I was just telling you that I, for a very, very, very long time, suppressed my strong feelings. Whatever that I felt was very strong and intense and I suppressed it and I learned to adapt and I learned different strategies to be the good girl, to be the clown, to be the pretty one, you know, playing like all these different sort of parts almost. So uh, it was accumulating. And then like when you're suppressing the essence of yourself for a very long time, obviously it comes, you know, it affects you multidimensional as we are multidimensional beings. So it affected me physically, emotionally, spiritually, etc. So from a very early age, I, I developed sleeping disorders and I developed panic attacks and, and many, many different and weird symptoms of stress. And I was just, you know, pressing it all in, suppressing, holding back. I was, you know, the, the less I slept, the more I pushed myself, the, the, the worse I felt, the harder I pressed and pushed myself into different situations. So I was con con continuously, you know, 
sort of crossing my own borders and uh, my own boundaries. And I was, I was just depleted all the time. And so I'm sharing about this journey uh, in my book, 2.47 a.m., The Journey Home to My Heart, where I'm describing in a very raw and authentic way you know, being depressed and suicidal and I, how I needed to face these fears and suppressed emotions and unresolved traumas within me so I could come back to being more alive and coming back into my heart instead of just being in the headspace. So this book, this uh, journey home to my heart is, is like a trampoline for others where they can use my inner wounds and my traumas and darkness to dive into their own and to transform them because the more we are willing to discover explore and transmute our inner darkness our unconscious programs the more we have access to light and consciousness so the more of the dark unconscious programs that i'm you know willing to face or transform the more access i have to my light to my gifts, to my consciousness. So it's it's all really a matter of, you know, it's it's always an inside job. Yeah, because I know from my personal self, I've been in very dark places and I admit I still am in certain dark places because it's the way it's been. But I always find no matter what you do, you put a mask on to make people think you're okay. But underneath that mask is the true hidden feeling of I'm anxious, I'm sad. But if I lift up my mask, they will see that. They will take advantage of it. Yes, that, that can happen. And then we are, I was too, when I was sick and depressed, I was so identified with my body and with my feelings and with my being not at ease with my disease so I was so identified like I was depressed and I'm you know I am having sleeping disorders but the thing is that we all have you know the Buddhists call it our monkey mind so we have our mindset we have our programmed deprogrammed minds as we only have access to five percent of consciousness meaning that we are being ruled and governed by 95% of unconsciousness and unconscious programs. So at the time when I was depressed, I believed my thoughts about myself and about you know the reality that I have created. I believed that I was not worthy and that I was that I was hating myself and that I was loathing myself. So all these thoughts and emotions, I believed them to be true because I identified with my thoughts. I identified with my feelings, my emotions, my bodily sensations. But here is the thing that we are souls. We are divine souls from divine source choosing human experiences. So everything that we choose is just an experience where we can grow because our souls are here to guide us into expansion, into evolution. Hmm. So, uh, but I believed that I was, you know, like equal to my traumas and to my unresolved feelings, etc. But we are not. Like we have our bodies, we have our thoughts, we have our emotions, but that is not who we are. But it took me many, 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 many years to discover that. And this is also what I'm writing about in my latest book. It's called The Sacred Soul, A Divine Evolution Through Time and Space. Like we have the ego, 
right? Mm. And the ego is only here for our survival. The ego is here to keep us safe. So the ego is here to keep us in the comfort zone, but we all know that there's no growth in the comfort zone. And the soul is here for our growth, for our evolution, for our expansion. So there's like two different sort of polarities and forces, energies within each and one of us. But most of us, including myself at the time, I was listening to my ego. I was listening to my ego, like, because we have 95% of our unconscious are deep programs of lack, scarcity, and fears. We fear this, we fear that, we feel that we lack time, money, energy, health, good relationships, etc. So this is the ego-based, uh, which is governed most of us. But our soul is here to make us thrive. It has nothing to do with survival. On the contrary, like our soul pushes us into, you know, situations and meeting with people where we can thrive. And I'm so sorry. Okay. I've, I've turned it down, so I don't know. So um, I'm so sorry about that. I've, I'm on not disturb so i don't know that call was uh was interesting <laughs> yeah. no, I... universe wants to say something i don't know even who it was no it's but okay. anyway so so we are governed a lot by our egos and we can see it you know in our societies today that we are driven by many people are driven by greed manipulation fear you know uh, and we can see these so clearly in the past two and a half years where there's been a lot of programs of scarcity and, and lack and a lot of programs of fears like you need to do this and you need to do this and this is dangerous and you can die sort of but but that is the ego and that is the deep programming that is reacting so maybe that is not the truth so, maybe maybe the soul you know because what we are seeing in the outer realms is also a reflection of what we are carrying in, in our inner realms. So my internal and the external world or reality that I'm seeing are mirroring each other. And if I'm in a low consciousness, that's what I'm seeing is playing out because we have all these wars going on. We have, you know, the devastation of Mother Earth. We have climate crisis, et cetera, et cetera. And we are all contributing to these low frequencies, these low states of energy, being fear, being in fear, being scared or lack perspectives. So that are very low consciousness, very low frequency in these consciousness. Mm. And the more I have it within me, the more that I haven't resolved my own fears, my own traumas, unresolved emotions, the more I will act upon what I'm you know, the illusion that I'm seeing out there because we're only living in the matrix. Yeah. So, like in the movies. I know what you mean. So, yeah. um, you, we talk about those feelings, but do you think sometimes pride comes into the way people act? Because Can you they repeat? Too, um, basically, what I mean, do you think people are too proud to admit they are wrong, too proud to admit they are? weak too proud to admit they are too strong um i think 
the answer to that, David, can be also multidimensional. For me, the way I see it is that the polarity that we have in 3D, the third dimensional, which is matrix, uh, where we are living in these bodies with low density, low frequency, and our bodies are storing all these fears and stress that we are talking about. So the way the way I see it, my perception is that in, in 3D, there's the polarities of love and the polarity is fear. And then there are just different varieties and different emotions covering the fear, like proud, proudness, pride can be one. Because if you ask yourself more questions, what is this pride here to teach me? then maybe you find out that it's fear. Like you are scared of not being included. You are scared of losing your, you know, your face or that you are uh, considered or perceived to be a fake. Uh, So for me, the way I see it, pride is just one form of fear, of being fear, that the, the, the underneath, the underlying emotion of pride is always fear because and, and, and you can have your pride also that you don't want to admit that you've been wrong or, you know. So for me, base, the basic emotions here are fear and love. And then we have the whole spectra between. But we can see what, what things are coming from love and we can see what things are coming from fear. So I would say that people with a lot of pride, that is also just the ego. The ego wants to have you know, wants to be right and don't want to be wrong. So that's also about the ego and it comes back to the fear perspective. Yeah, and I like how you see that there's two main divisions and then of that, that's why I call the podcast The Journey because everyone isn't completely two-dimensional. It's got loads of branches off. It's like going on a motorway. I I think that's what they call it in Sweden as well. But you're on a main road and you've got lots of junctions. It wouldn't be normal if you're just going one straight direction. Exactly. And that is one illusion. That is one a deep program that we all have because we want to have quick fixes. We want it to be quick, fast, smooth. We want to, you know, do bypass. We want to skip out of, you know, what's, what we don't like and that is also what buddha the enlightened one is talking about what causes suffering to humanity so what buddha found out was that what causes suffering to humanity and this is still valid is cravings and aversions cravings for more money for better bodies for eternal youth cravings for higher educations for new kitchens new cell phones you fill in the blanks, okay? So each and one of us individually, we have our own cravings. What, what you know, what, what are our motives, what we want to move to, right? And then the other polarity of that is aversion. And again, all of us individually have our own aversions, but aversions to strong emotions, for instance, for us here in the Western society, aversions for being excluded, aversions for... Uh, right wrong etc so what causes the suffering is that we are never being present because we are always you know like a pendulum moving from what we desire and trying to avoid 
we are trying to avoid these strong emotions. We're trying to avoid our fears, we, but we want to have more money. And so we are never present. And this means that our energy is never fully in our hearts. Our hearts are closed and we are mainly up in the headspace, always trying to think of a solution or to solve the problem. So, but we are multidimensional beings, like we exist, our bodies exist in the third dimensional level. And that's a very dense experience that's why we can experience everything from the fear to the love and everything in between and then in the fourth dimension the way i see it is where we are having our our mindset so it's still energetic but you can't see it is not you know something you can grasp or it's not tangible and then from the fifth dimension and above which i'm writing about here from the fifth to the tenth dimension and above that is the soul's dimension and in the soul's dimension, there is only love. There is no comparison. There is no judgment. There is no competition. There is only love. And we individually and collectively, we have been in the divine essences and energies of the soul when we came here, when we first reincarnated here on earth. But we fell in our frequency due to our negative choices. We fell in frequency due to greed power over others uh, manipulation etc so these low frequencies many people started to kill each other because they wanted more land wanted more money or whatever and we all carry these within our memories in ourselves in our dna and my book called holy fuck in sacred water the secret i love that title I, I, yeah I thank you so do we <laughs> So this book is like a universal truth where everything is stored within our own water because we know that we consist of more than 75% of water, right? So the water within us is carrying these 95% of our unconscious programs. And our DNA is so polluted by the way we live in the Western societies, our mindset, our stressful lives, our cravings for more money, for higher educations, etc. So we are so polluted on a cellular level. So this is also the energy that that each and one of us individually are bringing to the collective consciousness. So that is why it's so important to connect yourself to higher frequencies, to the dimensions of the soul. So that's why each and one of us today also are contributing to the mess that we see that is going on in the world today it is my inner wounds and my unhealed wounds or darkness or unhealed emotions that i'm unconsciously transmitting you know like a radio station we are all being radio stations so we are all transmitting it and then so we see the result in the collective consciousness with all these wars the corona the separation between you and them, you took the jab, we did not, you are included, you are not. Uh, and you can see it also, it's just a repetition of our human behavior throughout history, like gender, race, the color of the skin, religion. So it's like our egos, we have not learned anything from thousands of years. 
because we are still governed by these 95% of deep programming where, where we have the programs of fears and lacks. So we haven't learned anything, hmm. right? So that's why each and one of us are so important for us to clear out our on a cellular level, to clear out the emotions, the traumas, whatever that it is that you and I are carrying. And like I also do karma clearing in the Akashic records. So that's why we can align ourselves back into who we are on the soul level and to walk the path of our soul's mission individually. And then I'm transmitting, I'm sending from another frequency. I am transmitting on a higher frequency. So this is also how we can change the world, you know, like one soul at a time. But it takes radical responsibility for each and one of us to move inwards. Because the more I want to expand, the more I need to go within. The higher I want to reach, the deeper I want to go. So this saying as above, as below, as without, as within, etc. It's only describing how energy is working. And if I want to make a big impact out there, then I need to transmit and sound from a, a frequency that is anchored within me, in my body. So not only can I be talking about it like a mental spirituality or a mental enlightenment, it needs to be embodied. And here, most people don't want to go. We don't want to feel and acknowledge our bodies because it's painful and it's intense. So we are distracting ourselves. We are distracting ourselves with social media, with films, with wine, with food, with drugs, with medications, you name it. So we are numbing and distraction our human experience because it's so painful to feel everything that is going on in the body. Yeah. So going into the future, do you think the inner body, the inner self will change and recognize for the better, or do you think it will get worse? It's going to be worse before it gets better. And because, as I'm saying, most of us, we only want to, we are still in the, we desire these things. We are in the cravings for these things, and we are in aversions for our inner traumas and feelings. So most of us, we're still projecting the image of, the lack and fear and scarcity perspectives unknowingly and unconsciously. So it takes radical responsibility and insight to do the inner work and not only to float on the surface, if you know what I'm saying. So I think it's going to be worse before it gets better, but each individual and each individual's frequency is counting into the collective consciousness. Mm. So that's good, interesting facts. Um, now you showed all three of your books, which I love all titles, and I'll, if I can, I'll probably get all of them. But for anyone watching, listening, where can they get them, and what they are called? So uh, you can get the books from me on my website. It's www dot u double l i s k a rlsson.com so it's Ullis Carlson and Ullis is my nickname my birth name is Ulrika and that means magnificent <laughs> so my own journey my journey home to my heart has been <laughs> to claim being magnificent without comparing or being you know 
in competition of anybody else because we are all, you know, unique, divine souls originated from divine source, but we have forgotten about it. So I'm here to remind you on who you are on the soul level. So it's uliscarlson.com. You can also find the books on Amazon, but uh, the books have been under the censorship there. So Amazon keeps all the money. Uh, so I know the books are, are sold in like 17 countries, but the money, uh, I don't see. The money is kept by Amazon. So <laughs> Choice of society without going too political on. Yep. <laughs> um, is there anything else you would want to say to people listening, watching now? Any hope, any positivity for Yes, I have so much to say, David. So thank you. So first of all, we are in the midst of a huge paradigm. And it's guided by the collective soul, the soul frequency. So the evolution is inevitable. It's, you know, we can't avoid it. We can't bypass it we are in the midst of this souls each individual soul solution for the highest good for the collective consciousness so that's one thing the second the second thing is that if you find yourself like in a dark space that's actually a good thing you can see think of it like you are a seed that has been planted so you can blossom and thrive into something new and the third thing is being depressed. You can also consider that deep rest. It's a deep rest for body, mind, and soul. So not only that you're depressed, it's a necessary deep, deep rest for you to clear out all the inner shit and the karma that is no longer serving you. And four, when I was being suicidal and depressed, I was listening to Oprah Winfrey and there was a guest. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember what was said. But there was one thing that resonated with me that day that made me not to commit suicide. So that's why I love to be on podcasts like this, because if you're listening, probably there's something in this frequency that you need to hear right now. And if there's something in the things that I've been talking about, and even if it's just like one sentence or one word, then I have paid back my karma and the circle is closed. So it's like ripple effects. We are all, you know, like paying it forward. Everything that we do consciously or unconsciously, everything that we do from uh, lack or scarcity or fear perspective or everything that we do from love has ripple effects. So happiness and health and everything that you're dreaming of is always an inside job yeah we, we can take other people to guide us through or you know to hold our hands but it's always an inside job to clear out your own inner shit i understand that and that's why you called that book with title i assume you did because exactly um you could it has been a pleasure interviewing you today um i hope it does resonate with everyone where we have been talking about because it's not just about the top players about unpeeling those layers and it i hope it helps people for the future 
Exactly. Like we are all the onions that we are peeling on. So, so the, our souls are here for constant evolution, that we are always becoming the better versions of ourselves while the ego's like, no, hold on, you're stuck. Stay here. This is good and safe. And so, but uh, the souls are in a higher frequency and this is where we are going individually and collectively. And I also want to say, David, that if you want to have me back on another call and we can, you know, dive even deeper because we were only talking for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And so I, it, think, I think we can do that. It'd be yeah, good. We can do it later on. And in some podcasts, I'm on like eight times really to, to share my my acquired wisdom through my own journey which i'm sharing in 247 a.m okay but that'd be yeah. good i'll enjoy that a lot yeah so thank you david for having me and thank you who's tuning in and listening to thank to you. this podcast thank you was the journey hosted by wise words imaging hosted by david hackett be sure to like subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon